Justin. I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. What's up, Maurice? Hey, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Can't complain. Good. Yeah. Happy Women's History Month. It is March. I yes, forgot. yes. Aren't you yeah. glad Black History Month is over? <laughs> Black History Month took us for a ride. It was like death after death, I after know. drama, after whatever. And Pandemic. Yeah. This year has actually been unkind. The whole year well, has been rough. The first like two days started off okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was downhill from there. Pretty much. Yeah. But we are back in the studio. It's our 75th episode. Is it our 75th? Yes. Bitch. Yes, yes, yes. Word. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So it's been good. It's been a good ride so far. Um, so we're counting down to our hundredth. Hundredth show. Show is gonna be popping off pretty soon. So yes, more details to come. Yes, stay tuned. Yes. How was your weekend? My weekend was good. Um what did I do? It was cold. At least on Saturday it was. Yeah. It was on Saturday. Like 29. Yeah, I got up, clean my house meditated okay then i went to hot yoga with some friends okay i will (laughs) huh never done that and i probably will not it was my second time doing it It was the first time i did it in a really long time though and basically it's Uh like you're in this 102 degree room Mm -hmm. with all these people that is for 90 minutes but Mm -hmm. it's more like two hours really Mm -hmm. because you're practicing for Mm -hmm. 90 minutes Mm -hmm. sweating but then it's like when you leave, mm-hmm. like you go out into the cold air no. and you just feel invigorated. No, I felt good, you know, and I felt like refreshed. And you know me, I have lots of sleep issues. Uh, but um, I had gotten the best sleep, I swear, in like okay. a decade. On Sunday, I mm-hmm. went to lunch with my girlfriend, okay. went home and laid down, and then I started getting all this post-nasal drip. Yeah, you sound... And all this sneezing and yeah. congestion. I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, do I have the coronavirus? <laughs> what I really think it was was just like the germs in that hot-ass room were just mm-hmm. multiplying and festering. Yeah, no. I just... Mm-mm. Just the idea of hot yoga and like all the body fluids coming off everybody. And <laughs> I know it's things. There. Surprisingly, it didn't. Mm-mm-mm. I mean, because it's past the point of like the perspiration is so far gone. It's like I, I don't even think like odor can come out. It's just <laughs> it's just straight up water. No. Like um, you feel great. Like I think everyone should try it once if you're medical if you're medically clear to do so. I am, and I won't. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't like being hot. You don't like. Rain. I don't like being hot. I don't like people, and I don't like funk. Man, <laughs> them people stay. You know, them people stay. I don't know. No, I can't do it. And I won't. I'm going back Wednesday. <laughs> Good luck. How was your weekend? I think I told you last week that we kind of committed, my boyfriend and I, to doing um, like a, a date night every week. Oh, well, that's, yeah. that's a must. Um, yeah, but we just hadn't done it because we've been, right. you know, we were busy like with the house right. and like, you know, all this other life. stuff going on in life and um yeah because i was in la for valentine's day and so mm-hmm. you know we spent that apart but you know once i got that we kind of like firmly committed to doing like a date night that's good that's important once or twice a week so i'll talk about it a little bit more later but mm-hmm. um we went to a couple new restaurants for it was new for us like they're not they're relatively new for the city but okay we went to um giuseppe and sons how'd you like it Sons. it was good like really? it was really good we stayed upstairs um Mm-hmm. in like the little pizzeria part because okay. we just really wanted we were craving pizza Aww. and it was like you know we both um you know we had the same trainer at the gym so we were like killing it at the gym and so Aww. we had like a little treat day <laughs> not a cheat day okay i hope they improve because i haven't i went there when they first opened and i wasn't impressed but upstairs i sat downstairs. downstairs downstairs looks this was cute, in like January but it was a, like a little pretentious no yeah. um no we just did upstairs we weren't one we weren't like Feeling like the downstairs vibe. It was right. like too. There was like some kind of party going on too, and it was oh, like, you know, oh, I love no, subterranean, bitch. It was nice, but we were like, no, we're just gonna be low key and, right. and stay upstairs. But we had some really good pizza, some awesome drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, we were gonna go to Harp and Crown, okay, um, but they were closed for a private event. Uh huh. But yeah, we ended up at Giuseppe and Sons. We had a really nice time. Good. Um, and that was pretty much it. Like my weekend was kind of low-key he was on call uh-huh. so he was at the hospital for um most of the weekend nice. and um well not nice but yeah. I just, yeah. <laughs> and, you know i just did my chores and uh caught up on netflix good any good shows so i started watching this really weird show it's called altered carbon 
it's like this futuristic show. Not interesting. And <laughs> it's a little weird. Like this is the apparently there's two seasons. I started at season one because I hadn't seen it. Okay. And season one is like weird, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna finish it. Okay. Yeah. I watched a show called Restaurants on the Edge. It's like you know, okay. like restaurants are failing, and mm-hmm. they're like in these exotic locations. Oh, so it's like <laughs> Restaurant Impossible. Pretty much, but like international, uh-huh. uh, in in a way. Yeah. And then I also watched this new show on Amazon called Hunters, and it's kind Somebody of somebody told me about that. It's good, but I always feel really like a problematic person watching these Nazi, Nazi dramas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because it's like sensationalizes that whole the Holocaust in this whole time period. Is it like Man in the High Castle? Kind of, yeah. Okay. Like, like an alternate At one history. point, they had, like, the Jewish people playing checkers and killing them. Like, it was really intense and gruesome. Uh, like, okay. And it's just like, oh, come on. Like, this is too far gone. Mm. Like, every, people are just getting killed point blank. It's mm-hmm. gruesome. But interesting. But, I mean, Game of Thrones kind of brought that to the forefront. Like, right. just, just like, random killings. Um, what's the other one that people... Walking Dead. Okay. You know, yeah, I don't, I don't like, like violence like that, but it's kind mm. of sort of interesting. It has Al Pacino, so I mean, oh, okay. pretty good acting. Mm. Oh, but you and your boyfriend, when you guys go to restaurants, I have like a list of <laughs> ones I want to go to. But Laser mm-hmm. Wolf, check that out. I Laser been. Wolf? Yeah. Um, no thanks. Why? <laughs> the name sounds It's weird. like the hottest new restaurant. Is it? Yeah. We went to like another hot restaurant mm-hmm. in the city. Um, you know, we have like the new Comcast Center here right. in Philly. It's the tallest building in the city. Mm-hmm. And on the top levels is like the new Four Seasons right. Hotel. Right. Going to We did. You bougie bitch. Yeah. So we, um, we were actually like scouting it out because uh-huh. um, one of his friends is coming to town for her birthday. And so we're going to like go there for her birthday Love we were looking for a place to go and since we were like oh passing by and we're like, let's go here nice. um so yeah we went there and it was nice it's nice like, the food was good um so we only did drinks okay because we had like literally just had dinner and we were like walking back oh, through the city because like yeah. the weather was nice and we're like oh let's so i was telling him about the restaurant and um you know like the new hotel up there and stuff right. so um he was like well let's stop by and i was like oh we can't just stop by. Right, we need a reservation. We need a reservation. Gotta we got to be dressed up. <laughs> and he's like, no, let's just stop by. Let's kind of, you know, it's like were y'all poke our head in. Uh, actually, we were. Because, oh, God. <laughs> because, because we were like running errands downtown. And Ooh. then, you know, we were just having like a nice day in the city. And we were like, um, let's just, you know, we went, popped in because we went back to Mission because mm-hmm. we couldn't get a table. Well, I'll talk about it. We couldn't get a table. Mission is so... But ugh. we went there for like their in-between menu. Okay. Like in-between services, between lunch and dinner. So we went there. It was like so quiet and complete opposite of the experience we had like the day before. <laughs> um, and then we like walked around, mm-hmm. did a little piece of shopping. And then as we were walking home, right. we were on the way passing by the Comcast. And so we went up to John George's. So right. it was totally impromptu. Completely spontaneous. And so we went up there and um, just to poke our heads in. And then the um, lady at the desk, she's like, oh, you want to you know, have a drink? And we're like, uh, looking like this? And she was like, it's okay. Like <laughs> yeah. And so we went there. It was so nice. It looks beautiful. It's, yeah. it's very Instagram worthy. Oh, yeah. So Jeff uh, Lethem, who does like all the flowers for the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. That, that he's sexy older man. Yeah. He, he was married to was it, Colton. Case. Yeah, somebody. Why do I know that? <laughs> <laughs> and so he does like all the flowers for them, mm-hmm. and he's opening like his own boutique. Oh, in the Comcast Center. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, but it was cute. Let's hop into the next segment of the <laughs> show. It's time for what, what you drinking. drinking. So tonight we <laughs> called this on Instagram. On Wednesdays we wear pink. Yes. And this cocktail is in honor of Women's History Month. Yes. <laughs> and Mean Girls. Mean Girls nod. You know, I'm yeah. Mean Girls stan. I like, love that movie. It's called Classic. Yeah. It's just a classic. I think it's like... It's cultish. Uh, I don't think so. No, I mean, like Rocky Horror Picture shows are called Classic. I mean... mean I think Mean Girls is mainstream. It's on Broadway, girl. Come on. Okay, true. Touche, touche. <laughs> like Glitter is a cult classic. Okay, okay. But I'll give you that. <laughs> mean Girls... It's just a classic. Okay. It's like Clueless. And Legally Bond. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I see. They yeah. all have Broadway productions. <laughs> Clueless? 
No, Clueless didn't. Oh, okay, I was about that. It should. Mm-hmm. I mean, Stacey Dash can work. She still look good. <laughs> her political alliances might keep her out of that. So in this drink, it's elderflower, um, rose syrup, mm. some lemonade. I have vodka in mine. And I have gin. And Justin mine. has gin. I, mean, I love it. Because, you know, I love elderflower. I love yeah, St. Germain, Germain every drink I yeah. can make. Uh, and it's just, again, the herbaceousness with the gin. It just tastes like a floral bomb in my mouth. And I love oh. it. It's time for Category, category is... is. Well, speaking of a rose bomb, let's talk about Love Bomb, my favorite show, along with America's favorite obsession, number one show on Netflix, you know, uh-huh. Love is Blind. So this was a three-week series uh, where I guess like Netflix kind of released it in like staggered yeah. episodes. Yeah. Unlike what they normally do is release the entire, the entire show. Yeah. They release like the first five episodes, the second five, mm-hmm. and then the finale. And then the finale was one release. Yeah. I didn't watch it. You didn't watch it? Mm-hmm. Okay, so spoilers are coming. <laughs> they had Gigi and Damien. Damien was a hot redhead who's like depressed. That you liked. Okay. I thought he looked good, but his mental state was just, he's depressed. I mean, okay. Like, it let the episode on a cliffhanger, and he just said, I do. And you're like, okay, yay, they got married. But then they come back, and he's like, I do not. Oh. So she flips out. She's screaming. She's running her mother, and she's like Venezuelan, so she's like Latin, chica, chica, fire, fire. Her mama's coming after her. It's so Uh sad. There's all the other couples you kind of knew what was hitting for, like okay. Jessica's ass. Jessica's ass, she was the one who was 34 marrying the 24-year-old. Yeah. And she was lusting after the other guy, Barnett. The Mexican one. Didn't she end up with Barnett? No, that was Amber. Amber oh. and Barnett actually got married, and they loved oh, each other. Okay. Jessica was the one with the Mexican guy, mm-hmm. and she was, like, you know, meddling and trying to get with Barnett, and Amber was like, I will fight you, I will kill you, bitch, stay off my man. Mm-hmm. But Jessica mm-hmm. was like, tiki tiki boom boom, cray. Cray, like single white woman, mm, crazy. Mm-hmm. But like she got up there and was like, no. And at the end, like in her little confessional, she was like, I'm not gonna sit there and do that, which I respect. But let's talk about the couple. Yeah. That everyone Your loves. favorite couple. America's, America's couple. favorite couple. Yeah. Cameron and Lauren. First mm. of all, I need a Cameron in my life. I didn't see the rap. You know what? So okay. that would disqualify the rap, him for me. You know what? But again, I give him a pass on the rap because he didn't volunteer it. The mother asked. I don't see mama. The mama's like, oh, you, I heard she's like, you, she's like, oh, you were in a rap, you rapped in college. She's like, no, it wasn't Who? anything serious. I just played around. Oh. And the mom's like, Lauren's no. Mom. Yeah, Lauren's mom. Oh, okay. And she's like, I just want to hear it. I want to hear it. And he's like, no, no, no. And she's like, come on, please. And he's like, oh. I'm going to need to hear some bars. The things he would say, it was just like, you know, you make me a better man. I want to provide. After you. a week. I want to protect you. After a week. I want, of I, talking to I, her I want you to have wall. my babies. It's mm, just. <sighs> I don't know, camera. Cameron's that dude. I'm sorry. I don't know. And he's fine. Well, he alright. Well, you know, I think there's getting a lot of backlash because this is an interracial couple. Uh-huh. And I think that it's interracial sometimes in a way that we don't often see. And I think it's at least... What do you mean? But it's just like, Lauren had some issues because that was her first time dating a white guy. Lauren was just having a lot of issues around it. Apparently not. He Like, you could tell he really did love her. Like After a week. Because even if you watch the pods, like they talked more about family, they talked more about insecurities and goals and fears, and they just like when, when they first cried together, like <laughs> like stop. I know I sound crazy, but like yeah. Okay, so first of all, like with the finale, you kind of watched it like okay, well, who's gonna get married, who's not? Because they made you get dressed in the, in the gown and come up there and sing yes or no. Um, Problematic. I knew Lauren was getting married because it was dead giveaways, right? The producers okay. for season two need to check this shit. There should not be a season two. There's gonna be. There shouldn't be. This unless, show's a phenomenon. Unless they filmed it at the exact same time that they filmed this other, this first one, because now people know what to expect, and like the social experiment is ruined. You can never repeat that. And okay. they tried it with the um, Married at First Sight, and it just didn't work. Even with right. like real world, like people are going to fall into these, you know, cliche, stereotypical um, scenarios every single time. Like, Real World was groundbreaking the first one, two, maybe three seasons. It was good up until Chicago. And then... Maybe Las Vegas with Chichelle and Steven. No. Because then they would always cast the same type of people. You got to have the black guy. You got to have the white guy. You You have to have the the gay one. The gay one. Yeah. And it was just like, you... 
Remember Steve from Seattle and Irene with the teddy yeah, bear? Yeah, with the teddy bear in the pool. <laughs> but you can't recreate that because people already know what to expect. Right. And then going it loses forward, it loses the authenticity because the second season, well, I think they filmed the second season of Married at First Sight, like a, before the first season came out. So it was Gosh. still kind of new. But then afterwards, each subsequent season, you see, mm-hmm. oh, well, they watched the show before. Oh, they watched the show before. It's like when they bring the new bitch on to, um, basketball wise and she is talking to the you know the og wives like girl well last season you were saying this and it's like wait hold up (laughs) you know it's not real it loses it loses its its reality yeah yeah i I agree but i do think that they are gonna do a season two just because of the commercial and um you know a critical success that it's Mm -hmm. been it'll kind of flop It, it, it will but i think that they could make some tweaks and changes and a, just having, like, less conventionally attractive people. Like, you need to have some people who are just not so damn good looking. The mud ducks. I knew she was going to say yes, because there were three things that stood out to me. Okay. First of all, Lauren on the show had, like, a little bob. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But then, when it was her wedding day, she came with a Remy weave oh, sewed in down see. to her butt. I'm like, ain't no black mm-hmm. bitch about to put out all this coin to get her hair did to say no. Well, Netflix pay for it. Doubtful. Because <laughs> these <laughs> weddings was... Low, yeah, but they did. Look they look like they was in that little spare room at the Olive Garden. No, <laughs> oh, <laughs> breadsticks for everybody, <laughs> right? And then, like, she was the only one that had like, like, the, like the swags on like the little curtain dividers oh, okay. were like colored, uh-huh. and she had like way more flowers than everyone else. Okay, and then she had like a legit like Baptist preacher up there. Yeah, I saw him. So I was like, mm, she's yeah. definitely gonna get married and well, say yes. Okay, but she still didn't seem like as happy as Cameron did. Like, Cameron just looks at her and you can just tell, like, he was just so, like, this is my African queen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Problematic. Problematic. How? Um, I just wonder, and I question how much of a fetish Lauren is for Cameron. Because I he's from so. Maine. Maine. He's had black girlfriends before. Uh, mm, okay. And so that's even more problematic. Like, was his last girlfriend black? Was there any gap in between? Does he have, is that his type, quote unquote? Uh, he said he doesn't see color, but I'm like, all your ex-girlfriends are black? Come on, Cameron. But what stood out to me is I found his Instagram, uh-huh. and his Instagram is suspect because he only has 33 pictures. Well, they all created new Instagrams for the show. No, his go back to, like, 2018. Okay, well, the show was shot a year and a half ago. Well, okay. But he has only posted 33 times since whenever the show started. Right, but that's probably all written in the contract. Most of these posts are No, because Lauren got like 535 posts. Oh, she did? She got thousands of followers. And then that fucking puppy. Girl, what kind of puppy was that? Those are two different dogs. They were two different breeds. Because if you look at the picture, she's like, oh, this is my dog, Sparks. And it was like July or something. And then in wow. December, in, in July, it was like a little tiny puppy, like, just come home from the breeder. It was like a Yorkshire Terrier or something. No, it's like, it's something else. I forgot what she said. But it's like one of those tiny, it looks like a Yorkie, but it has, like, curly hair. Mm. And then fast forward, like, six months, and that dog is, like, grown. And it looks completely different. Wow. I'm like, mm, that's not the same dog. But it's also weird because they're all doing, like, follow-up promo together. I'm sorry. If you left me at the altar, I don't need to see you again. Like, we're not going on no promo tour for nothing. I'm sorry. And this was, like, two years ago. <laughs> right. Come like, on. Mm-mm. Are they going to do a reunion? They kind of have to. <sighs> they have to. I'm, I'm sure it'll be a special. They need yeah, to do something. Yeah. Yeah. Who's going to host? Wendy? Oh, God, please, no. <laughs> Andy Cohen. Andy Cohen, no. Mark Lamont Hill. Oh, please, God, no. <laughs> he does the basketball wives. Exactly. Reunions. That's exactly where he needs to stay. A mess. In the gutter. <laughs> a mess. Well, moving on to the next category, from love is blind and giving up on marriages um, to divorce, which might be happening for some of these love is blind couples. Yeah, it will. Did you hear about the biggest new issue or custody battle and the big celebrity get divorced? Yeah, so your boy, Jeff Lewis, who... Jeff was on what was the name of the show property something no like it was on bravo it was on bravo but i can't remember what it was something up flipping out flipping out flipping out flipping out with jeff lewis Lewis. and he had that crazy um that girl from seinfeld worked for him no she looked like (laughs) uh elaine julie dreyfus um and then 
The housekeeper died. What was her name? Zoila. Yeah, I think she died. She did die. Oh, rest in peace, girl. Mm-hmm. Um, when is um, Dia de los Muertos? Um, we have some time for that. Oh, I, I hope she's on the altar. Okay, put her <laughs> on the ofrenda. He and his uh, ex, uh, Gage Edward. Gage, I could not stand Gage. Ugh, Gage had a crooked nose. He was like Owen Wilson. Yeah. So they were married for a couple of years, and they had this daughter. Madison? No, Monroe. Is that her name? Her name's Monroe. Oh, like Mariah Carey? Yeah. Okay. Um, So they have Monroe. She's like three or four now. Mm -hmm. Who was the... Anyway, they're both the father. It doesn't matter. But I think it was Jeff. Oh, was it Jeff Sperm? I think so. Oh. Yeah. I'm not surprised by that. Well, Jeff had the money. And Jeff's a control freak. That Exactly. Right. So they had this daughter, but then they subsequently got divorced, and they're having this... And he's dating some young man. Some little boy, right? Who? I don't know. I feel like he was always dating his assistants. He Jeff? was always having some, like, Me Too situation in the workplace. No, so Jeff has... He's been dating, like, a couple of different people. Like, he was dating this one guy, because he's on Sirius XM, right. and he tells all his business on I there. heard. He goes, like, in. Yeah. And so, the one guy... So, he met this guy. They started dating. And at first, he was, like, not talking about, like, their relationship or like their dates or like anything like that Mm -hmm. and then at one point he started talking about it and the guy broke up with him (laughs) because he was like you know he just didn't sign up for that right no some people don't have to be public figures Mm -hmm. like and once you start inviting the public into your love story again it becomes salacious and then but he wouldn't give like identifying information he didn't say the guy's name he didn't you know describe him or anything it's 2020 you can figure it out Okay. I guess. I guess. And I think what did it in was Jeff was sent talking about like really personal stuff. Uh, like their, you know, not their like intimate moments. Not their intimate moments, but like their conversations. Like, you know, you don't have like a one on one, like intimate conversation with someone. You don't want right. that repeated on national airlines. On, yeah. Right. For like hundreds of, of people to hear. Cause, right. You know, it's so. They broke up, but now he's dating somebody else, and they're they're in couples therapy already. They've only been dating like a few months, but girl, bye. <laughs> so anyway, they're having this really acrimonious mm-hmm. divorce, and every week they're in the news about their countersuing and lawsuits and blah blah blah. And so the recent update is that Gage filed some motion or petition or whatever. Um, he wants like fifty percent custody. Um, he wants more spousal support, more, um, I guess child support also, mm-hmm. but he also wants to change the child's name. The surname? I thought it was the surname. So she has this name as Monroe something Lewis, uh-huh. but he wants to add Edward. Okay. So it's like Monroe, whatever the middle name is, Edward Lewis. But the gag is that your phone is ringing. But the gag is that Jeff said that Edward isn't even Gage's last name. Oh! (laughs) He's not with the House of Edwards? No. From Mesquite, Texas? No. (laughs) What's his last name? Why does he want Edward then? I don't know. That's just odd. Yeah. Okay. Hello. It's like, okay. Motion denied. Yeah. It's like, come on. And then this kid is like three or four or however old. Don't she be hitting the kids at school? Yeah, she well, she got fights. um she got suspended or something from school. Oh, badass! <laughs> if Zoila was still here, this shit would not be going down. That's true. She'd be getting her right together, right? With that ruler, mm-hmm. it's just a mess. But I think that what the subtext is is that they're still like emotionally connected because it's not about the last name. It's not about the money. It's not about anything like that. I think. They probably want to get back together, or one of them wants to get back with the other. And I don't think, because the opposite of love is not hate, it's indifference. And they are just so butting heads, and just mm-hmm. everything is so contentious that there's some kind of emotional connection still there. Right. And if, they, if you were truly over it, and if you were truly able to move on, you would let go. You would let go and say, okay, well, whatever. I mean, it's not about this lawsuit, or I'm not going to take you to court this week. Just deal with it and move on. Right. But they haven't. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's something still there. I also think that, like, just the kind of personality that Jeff Lewis is, mm-hmm. is, like, that being with someone like that who's a narcissist 
and operates from a place of ego all mm-hmm. the time and who will be petty just for be for petty's sake is like i feel like that gage had to take a lot of losses within that relationship no nah, he came out very significantly he's a grifter he's a grifter yeah. <gasps> i'm so glad i have that word now <laughs> he's a grifter yeah who's he grifting on, now i don't know somebody he's on to the next two. Oh my gosh yeah wow but i think you know just move on he probably has his love candle still burning mm. for jeff well he need to extinguish it you can't what so the love candle, you have to write someone's name on the candle, uh-huh. and you light it, uh-huh. and you're going to be in love with them until the candle burns, burns out. out. Yeah. Okay. Well, how long is that? It depends on the candle. You never know. Uh, that's a long time. <laughs> you should give him some of them quarter pounder <laughs> candles from McDonald's. Really? Did you hear about those? No. Oh, my God. So McDonald's released some candles similar to the Gwyneth Paltrow Vagina candle. Oh, this candle smells like my vagina yeah. candle. Yeah, oh, girl. Yeah, you also know that Erica Badu is sold out of her pussy incense. Oh no, her man. her Badu pussy incense. I don't want to smell that. I went to go buy some for thirteen fifty, and they were sold out. <laughs> <laughs> Just go to hot yoga. It smell like that. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they their candles. One, it's like a set. One smells like a bun. One smells like pickles. One smells like ketchup. Are they in their separate Onions. containers? Yeah, or they're does like, it like burn through the scents? No, they're like five or six separate candles. And oh, hell no. You're supposed to burn them at the same time, and it gives you the aroma of McDonald's. This is like a onion smell? Like <laughs> I'm sure there is. MSG smell? Yeah. Gross. Yeah. They should make a fry candle, though. McDonald's is really reaching. I mean... Or a milkshake candle. The milkshake... <laughs> ice cream machine is down. Right. <laughs> You know what's cute though? Actually, it's something I, I was contemplating doing for my birthday, but it seems super girly. But you know what? I don't give a fuck. What? It's like all the girls are doing is wax and wine thing. And I actually saw wax some what? girls. I saw a whole bunch of girls like walk out of the place this weekend when I walked by. Uh-huh. But it's like it's a YOB situation. Okay. And you bring like all your girlfriends. It seems like a really like bachelorette party uh, or bridal shower uh-huh. event thing to do very hyper feminine uh-huh. but you go and you sit at the bar and you can like custom make your own candles with all your own scents oh yeah it's in Rittenhouse yeah it's like, yeah. It's like 35 bucks mm-hmm. but I'm like girl for 35 bucks I can go to Bath and Body Works and get like <laughs> three candles on a special with a coupon only if they on sale only if they the on three sale weeks. the three weeks yeah. the, you know, I love me them three weeks <laughs> they last forever you know I like the black tie I like the fireside oh, I don't like those I like the witch the fireside smell like my house is burning down I like the bergamot water. I don't like that one. I like the one that's like a high intensity. Um, I'm forgetting the name. And I also like the eucalyptus mint. <laughs> no. So I feel like I would just go to Wax and Wine uh-huh. and recreate a Bath and Body Works scandal for $35 oh, no, and be played. Cheaper. Down there. Mm-hmm. But I would do that because I found the place. I forget the name of it, but I think it's the same place they were talking about. But I would go there. Next time my friend Trina comes, we're going to go there. Well, bitch, can I come? I guess. What do you mean you make guess? Make it a party, girl. Make it a party. Yeah. I would love to go and make like an actual fragrance that I wear, but that's more expensive. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. Have you heard that Booty Judge and, and, <laughs> and, and Claw Butcher Stop. are out of the race? Thank God. The Democratic primary is going on, and we have the primary in South Carolina, which was like the first um primary in the south it was also the first primary like black where <laughs> yeah pretty much because i mean iowa come on girl mm-hmm. new hampshire come girl. on it's like five black people there cameron probably dated all of them stop it's <laughs> from me we can go away watching and eat lobsters it's, it's close uncle joe biden blew them out the water what's up in south carolina you know he really racked up on in the delegates because you know that's how the mm-hmm. primaries work and so um, Miss Pete and Booty Judge. I never knew how to pronounce it. It's Booty Judge. Okay. I just say Booty Judge. <laughs> I can't take it seriously either because you're the gay candidate and your last name starts it's with butt. butt. <laughs> Is he a top or bottom? I don't know. I think he's a top. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. But I'm so glad because I never saw it for Pete. Miss Pete didn't have any of the black support. And the only people who were really, like, you know, on his team were, like, the rich power gays. So, like, the Ellens. The white gays. Yeah. They are seething, honey. Yeah. They're upset. They don't know what to do right now. They are angry. Yeah. I mean, they was doing all kind of things down in the wine cave. 
The wine caves. Where he would have his fundraisers. What was they doing? I don't know, John. But they have to, it was like a clothes check? <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing like <laughs> eyes wide shut. Right. You get like the hood and was the it mask. Was like a sling room? Probably. Child. I do not know. <laughs> but um, So he dropped out first. Because he had like, he did have like, Maybe what twenty delegates, thirty delegates, something like that. Uh-huh. I don't know. He had a number. He had a, he had a, a like twenty six. Uh, I think a cute little 20, amount. Yeah, he had a cute little amount of delegates. Um, so he dropped out first, and it was speculation that he was going to endorse Joe Biden. Uh-huh. Um, and then today, did he endorse anyone? Not yet. So no, but then today, um, Amy from Claw Butcher. Yeah, so she dropped out today, uh-huh. and. So the both of them are going flying to Dallas, Texas tonight, Monday, to endorse Joe Biden. Okay, cute. Yeah, together. Cute. Yeah. I'm I'm glad this is happening. Prior to Super Tuesday, mm-hmm. it is time, y'all hoes, get out the race. <laughs> it is time that we get on one page because we need to get the Democratic yeah. Party together. Yeah. I feel like it's going to come down to that crazy man and um Trump, Joe, no Bernie. Mm, okay. Um, I don't know how I feel about Bloomberg. A lot of the black people don't like him for the stop and frisk, uh-huh. but I have a totally different view on stop and frisk from a legal perspective, okay. but I don't have the time to discuss that here. Not today. Not on today. Mm-hmm. But um, let's just go with Joe. Let's put Kamala on the, the, the ticket too, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and let's ride the fuck out. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah, because I think, time. you know, the whole thing about the moderate and the left and the center and the right, and it just it's just too much. And I think... You know, okay, Bernie, we hear what you're trying to say, but you don't have no clue of what's going on. But these Bernie people are, how... are holding on to hope. The They're Bernie people hard. are synonymous to the Trump supporters. Yeah, exactly. They're equally, they yeah, they're equally as aggressive and wrong and Crazed. blindly, yeah, crazily supporting this candidate who would never win under any circumstance he's not even a democrat like exactly. let's just talk about that yeah so and where's his hairbrush <laughs> the same place as his heart medication i mean at least trump brushes his hair he does it'd be laid it'd be laid the race is too crazy right now we're not gonna get into it like too much um because in the past 72 hours so much has changed right super two by the time this episode comes out you know super tuesday will have I've already happened, happened. So we'll talk about it more. At that time. Yeah. So presently, so it's really it's really going to come down to those two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, well see. Um, I was talking with one of my friends, and I was like, "Is it because he's not that hot? I think he would have done better if he, if was, he was hotter. Hot. Yeah. yeah. Or the husband was hotter. Like, because they just look like." Very... There is an aspect of like how fuckable is the candidate, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. I, I hate to be this crass. Well, but Obama was hot. Oh, okay. You ain't with Obama. Mm-mm, he's not Well, he's black. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Obama was hot. Kennedy was hot. Like mm-hmm. Bill Clinton played that saxophone. <laughs> right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have to have some kind of a swag. Something. Yeah. Like, you know, Bill Clinton wasn't necessarily hot, but he had a little swag Something. too. Yeah. Yeah. Booty judge, I ain't had he no ain't swag. He ain't had no... Maybe if he was a little bit hotter because then... So my friend said that, no, he was adequately safe because he had to be like safe and palatable and if he was handsome or like really attractive i could never run for president <laughs> the husband was very not attractive either child you like... want to talk you, you think kate is frowsy <laughs> a mess but moving well, on moving on from the presidential race to the most important race in the country rupaul's drag race a mess. <laughs> this is the thing that really matters this is you know i pledge to the drag it is about patriotism it is about america I would rather elect any one of these drag queens to be president than anyone that's currently running. I didn't see it. Well, but actually, I'm having a conflict. Um, this is season 12 of RuPaul's Drag Race. It's come so far. Drag has... It's not what it was anymore. Like, okay. it's also evolved. Okay. Right? But so what happened on this season premiere mm-hmm. is RuPaul said, we're not going to announce all 14 queens at once. Because that mm-hmm. can be a bit overwhelming in like an mm-hmm. hour and a half. 
to the to the to the viewer because you feel like you can't really get to know each one of the queens. It's oh, like you know oh. it's skimming the surface. So he Lord. only introduced seven, and then this upcoming Friday will be another. The second seven will be introduced, but no one mm, was sent home. Good on that. So I can only really comment on half the cast at this point. Mm-hmm. I'll give a quick little commentary on the half the cast in the next week's show. Okay. But thus far, my favorites and my standouts are. Brita. Brita is a Polynesian queen from New York City. Gigi Good was in the top two. She was serving awesome looks all season. She's 21. She's young, but she looks great. Um, but she, uh, for a look queen, she actually has a personality, so I'm pretty hopeful for her. Um, who I don't see it for was actually the challenge winner, Widow Von Du. She's this really big well, black queen. She's from the South. And they had to do a lip sync mm-hmm. for like to be the winner to Nicki Minaj's Starships. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's an art to doing lip sync. Mm-hmm. And lip, her lip sync came out the gate. Like she was doing splits, handstands, back, double back handsprings. Like she was breaking her body down. And it's just like there was no build. It mm-hmm. was just like... Out the gate, it was Bam. too much. Yeah. But my problem now is like I feel like maybe I'm just too old for drag. But well, when the show first started, there uh-huh. was like a rawness about it. Like they were like, "Look, Again. bitch, you got to make your costume, mm-hmm. do your makeup, mm-hmm. learn this comedy, learn these lines, learn mm-hmm. these dances, and do it all." Now the queens come on and they're like, "Oh, I have my costume especially made, made yeah. by this designer. Oh, I don't even know how to do my own makeup." Mm-hmm. Like it's like no one has really developed and practiced in the craft and in the art of drag. It doesn't even feel like drag anymore. It's just like, oh, you're serving looks fresh off the runway mm-hmm. that you pay these designers thousands of dollars for because mm-hmm. your parents are rich. And you just put them on exactly like you didn't even have any interpretation. You put mm-hmm. them exactly as they were on the runway. On the book, book, yeah. And you walk out here. And it's just like, is that drag, though? No. So imagine season 12 of Love is Blind is going to be exactly like that. Right. People are going to come in. With these pre-done, pre-arranged situations, and it's just mm-hmm. not going to work. I think for me, with RuPaul's Drag Race, and you know, we love RuPaul, and what this show has done for inclusivity and diversity, and even though Essence came for them, uh, Essence <laughs> backstage, what? What oh, oh, that's right, backstage at the Emmys, yeah, yeah, but oh, that girl I, was a troll. She was, but I think you know. Is it bringing anything new to no, I the feel viewers? Like... It's not. And so imagine if it was um, Project Runway and they came and they already had the looks already sewn, already done, already put together. Right. And they just throw it on the model and walk down the runway. Top Chef, they come, the meals are already plated, they right. <laughs> um, shrink wrapped and frozen, <laughs> boil in a bag, and you right. just put it on the plate and serve it. I think that's kind of what you're saying this season is. Mm-hmm. And then Rue is in trouble, too, because didn't she move All Stars to Showtime? Yes. It's like a premium channel. Right? Now it's on a premium channel. It's on mm-hmm. Showtime. But I actually listened to Rue's podcast, and she explained why that happened. She got paid. She got paid a, a, a decent uh-huh. coin. That's the but her explanation decent. was was that VH1's viewing audience mm-hmm. was different than, was, was, was too young. Mm-mm. <laughs> And that there's certain things that they can do on Showtime that they won't be able to do on VH1. Like cuss? I feel like they already do that. Do they? I don't watch. I don't know. It's different than when it was on Logo, though. I just like the rawness of it. And it's just, it's become too sanitized. Drag is so mainstream now. And also, did somebody go home? No one went home. But it's unfair to judge the first set against the second set. Because you're not playing the same game at that point. Well, I don't think the second set's going to go home either. No, but I'm saying to... You said they did everything that they usually do. They did the looks. They did the lip sync. They did this. I see what you're saying. And then this Because they presented them this way. The viewers are going to view them like that. Well, and then it's not even fair to the competition. Because Mm -hmm. were the other girls there? Did they see how these other girls did? Did they hear the critiques? And so it's like, now you're in two different games. They always try some some bullshit. It's a stunt. It's a show. But Who's going to win? It's hard because um, I've only seen the first seven, so how can I really say? Exactly. But thus That's far, my fave is Gigi Good. Okay. Good for her. Time for our realness topic of the week. Politics was popping off this week. Ugh. And I feel like for over a year, we've been at this. Have we? Because people were announcing like at the Super Bowl and before the Super Bowl last year. It's exhausting. It's a lot. And... 
is too much. So the realness topic of the week, would you ever let politics affect your relationship? Like say you were seeing someone or you were dating someone or in a relationship Mm -hmm. and you had opposing political views or you supported different candidates or whatever. Okay. In normal times, Mm -hmm. I think that I could be with someone who supported a different candidate. Oh, okay. Um, but I feel like our current political climate is so polarized okay. that it's all or nothing for me okay. right now. Like, if you are a Trump supporter, <sighs> like, I will not date you. I'm sorry. I cannot date you. Mm-hmm. If it's like, okay, well, I liked Kamala and you like Booty Judge, we can work <laughs> through that, right? Because uh, can you? We could work through that. Okay. Because it's like, okay, on different issues, but at least we, like, at least have a basic understanding of certain, of, of some of some things. No. Um. In 2016, I was seeing this guy, uh-huh. and he he was cool. Like, we had been on... Was it? Huh? Is it the one I don't like? No, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Mm, fuck well, him. He don't like you either. Well, fuck him. <laughs> but we had been on several dates, and, you know, that was a very contentious time, too. Even though we were both Democrats, mm-hmm. you know, I supported Hillary. Uh-huh. He supported Bernie. <gasps> And it just got to a point where I was just like, you know what? Mm-mm. This just ain't going away. It's not going to work. It's a non-starter. Because but Bernie people, are, to your point earlier, are like the same as Trump people. Yeah. So. And he was just so steadfast in his beliefs that Bernie, whatever he thought, he could not provide me any explanation, any like real facts, any you know, research or any, like, concrete, you know, evidence of, like, Mm -hmm. why he believed what he believed Mm -hmm. or, you know, the, however Bernie was going to pay for these plans that he still got, like, anything like that. Right. And whenever I challenged or questioned his beliefs, it just became, like, this whole thing. And it was just, like... Because he hadn't thought them through very well. Yeah. And he was a little bit younger. So, you know, that young demographic, they... Can't tell them shit. Yeah, and so it's just like mm, you know what's okay, also interesting. Well, it's not gonna work because there was a point. Bernie was not mathematically viable after like March, right? And then, but he lingered on until the convention. Which he still, yeah, which messed everything up. Like, had he, if he was a real Democrat, which he's not, he would have, you know, conceded. He would have, you know, built up the party, coalesced. He would have got everybody. Yeah, got everybody together, you know, talked to his supporters and been like, you know, hey, we're trying to win this thing. No, but he was an anarchist. And he's not a Democrat. And that's the part, that's the part that fucked right. everything up. But because... he was there to fuck it up. And he did. And we're still dealing with that today. Right. So he don't get a second bite at the apple from me. No. I'm sorry. Well, could you date so... someone who, like, they were from, like, Pennsylvania, let's say, and their family was, like, were staunch Trump supporters, but they weren't. Um, probably. I think I could. So I, I could too. Because so long as like they like stay away. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like we ain't going there for Thanksgiving. No, I think you still have to. I think you have to respect people's beliefs or allegiances, alliances, whatever, Do you? until they disrespect you or yours. Thought that they believed that Trump was going to get for them, get their jobs back, and take their country back from who? From what? They just don't understand. I don't know. I just think that it's so far removed. And like you said, the climate is just so contentious and distorted right now that, you know, you don't have to deal with them on a day-to-day basis. And I think that unless or until they say something to you, to your face, Uh then, you know, Whatever. So how about this? Could you date someone who did not have a relationship with their family? Part one. Okay. Part two is could you date someone who uh, your family or your parents did not like? Part one, yes. If they were in the process or currently handling their feelings, emotions, whatever, in therapy. Because it's okay. Like, if your parents were shit and they treated you like crap, mm-hmm. 
and you don't fuck with him like that, okay, that's fine. Like valid reason, but right? You need to be dealing with that. Like, you need to be on somebody's sofa. What if they don't talking with it? about? Mm-mm, you need to be on somebody's sofa talking about that. Ongoing. I think so. I don't think that's something you get over and you're just done. Right. And it never Actually, affects you again. That, that's one of my things right now as someone who's beginning to enter the dating world again. Okay. Is that I said that um, I need to be dating someone who's in therapy. No. Not in therapy, but like someone who's who at least has been in therapy before or is not afraid to go to therapy. Okay. Or someone who's taking active steps to work on their trauma and not project it onto me. No, because that's a lot. It's because a lot. you don't know what stage they're in in there. True, but I do have three, so I have three requirements. Okay. They are first that like, you know how like, I feel like it's a point in a relationship when you go to the other person's house or when you're dating. That's like, to uh-huh. me, that's a thing. Because I just don't let anyone into my uh, sacred space. Uh, okay. Well, that's not true. Uh-huh. But, okay, but you know what I'm saying. But I usually do alcohols. But... <laughs> Because your house be dirty. Stop. Dude, don't lie. <laughs> but I just have lots of clothes everywhere. Oh, but anyway. Um, stop. Don't do that. I'm better with that. But what I'm saying is, is that when I go to someone's home, I look mm-hmm. for three things. First is books. If you don't have a book, I'm like, oh, no, I can't date you. Because what it signifies to me is like you have no interest in education or reading or expanding uh, What if it's mind. in their iPad? Still, you don't have a uh-huh. cookbook, a holy Bible, a Quran. No, no, no actual physical book in your home. Not one. They are trying to save the environment. Greta got to Stop. them. Stop. What? It's it's very unlikely to me. Like I know I know people who use Kindles and stuff, but they uh-huh. at least have a book. I'm just saying one single solitary uh-huh. book in your home. Okay. Second is I need a sign of life. Like like a plant or a pet. I need to know that you can keep something living. That like, uh-uh. That's like too much. you have responsibilities that you can like keep something alive. And third is a proper bed. A proper bed means <laughs> no box springs on the floor. Mattress. <laughs> right. I need you to have a headboard. Because I need mattress. to know, like, which end to lay my head on. Oh, no, yeah, no air mattresses. Mm-hmm. Like, proper. Futon. No futons. <laughs> I need proper. What kind of people you dating, child? You need to level up. Proper child. sheets. But these are, like, baseline things, right? And you still single? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It ain't that hard, girl. So, well, back to the thing. <laughs> back to the question I posited to you. Uh-huh. What's the second part? Oh, could you date someone who your family did not like? No. Okay. At all. And I think that's... Well, that's... I take that back. Because my brothers are very cool. And they're like, I mean, that's what you like. Go ahead. You know, go for it. Uh-huh. But if my mom doesn't like you then it's not going to work. Right. Yeah. And she only has to give that one look from across the room. Right. And it's done. <laughs> because that, that's the, that is the litmus uh-huh. test, right? Yeah. Because I'm not going to lie. Like, there's been people that I've dated. I've only introduced my mom to three guys in my life. That's it. Oh, okay. my, mom, my mom's only met three men that I've been with. While you were dating. While I'm, yes, correct. Okay. While we were dating. Mm-hmm. Um... Because I felt like, okay, these are the only ones I can bring home to mom. There were other guys that I've dated, mm-hmm. but I knew in my heart that I could not bring them home to mama. So mm-hmm. why even put them, myself, and her through the trouble? Yeah. So I didn't. Okay. Right? And I just, I kind of let it fizzle or fade mm-hmm. and do what it did. But if my mama, if mama don't like you, mm-hmm. if Leslie don't like you, I, it's a non-starter. We can't go nowhere. Because just the way my, the way well, my relationship with my family mm-hmm. is, me and my mama type. Mm-hmm. And she's an integral part of my life. And if she and if I don't have her blessing, I, I don't see it working for us because I wouldn't want it to work for us. But within reason, though, like if within if reason, it's a I mean, valid reason. For example, like my mom's met the three guys that I've been with. There are some that she liked more than others, mm-hmm. but she at least had like a baseline. I give my approval. He's a good guy. I trust him for you. I mm-hmm. see why you like him. It makes sense to me. Go, go forth with my blessing. So she liked all three? She liked all three. Hmm. I mean, she, there were some that she liked more than others. But she ain't never be like, mm-mm. She ain't never been like, mm-mm. Oh, no, my no. mom. Mm-mm. My mom. And <laughs> <laughs> she let it be known. Oh, but gosh. I think if it's like... But again, I only took valid... men home that I knew my mother would like. But if it's like a valid reason, though, it can't be like, you got on blue socks. And no. I don't like that. No, my, mm-hmm. my mother wouldn't be like Okay. And now it's time for our next segment of the show. I, I said, said what, what I, I said. said. So last week I was leaving court 
in um, Camden Superior Court. <laughs> and they had, like, throughout the lobby of the courtroom, we have to go through security, they had all these, like, posters of different African Americans in celebration of Black History Month. Mm-hmm. A picture of Tina Marie, a picture of Prince, a picture of Stevie Wonder, and then a picture of Harriet Tubman. Mm-hmm. And when you see the first two pictures, you're like, okay, wait, they're all musicians. But then it took me a moment of pause. And I said, wait, Tina Marie was white. And Harriet Tubman ain't nobody's musician. Right. It was like, well, why is Harriet here? But when you see the first three, you're like, okay, musician, 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 then Harriet. And you're confused. (laughs) But then you have to do a double take because the image of Tina Marie that they have, she looks a little brown. It was dark. But as you know, I don't know if actually our listeners know, but I am a Tina Marie fan. Like, Tina Marie, anyone who knows me knows that Tina Marie is one of my favorite singers of all time. I stand for Tina Marie, and maybe I'm a bit biased, but Mm -hmm. it it sparked this conversation amongst my friends. And my one girlfriend, she was like, that's bullshit. Tina Marie Mm -hmm. should not be recognized during Black History Month. Black History Month is for black people. And I had to kind of pause. And mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I don't agree with that. But when I talk with a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of black people were like, no. This is our month. It's the shortest month of the year. We need to recognize the achievements and accomplishments of black people and the advancement of black people mm-hmm. by our people. Like, for us, by us, fubu shit. And I was like, I hear you. But isn't that limiting? Because I feel like, you know, and in, in, I'm making this argument, but I can't think of many other people besides Tina Marie and maybe a Michael McDonald and maybe a Hall and Oates <laughs> um, <laughs> who would be applicable. Kenny G, don't forget. Oh, Kenny G, maybe a John B, right? Uh, like, not John B. Not John B? Mm-mm. Okay. I mean, he's better than Justin Timberlake. Well. Right? Justin Timberlake got some new song with Sizzler. And, Sizzler? Uh-huh. Like the girl with the big hair. Oh, SZA? Oh, her. Okay. <laughs> but I don't like Justin Timberlake because he's always trying to make money off of black women. He do be. I'm still mad at him over Janet. Well, but I feel like, you know what? Like some people are saying, well, are you going to honor Abraham Lincoln? And uh-huh. it's like, well, not necessarily. And he kind of low key gets honored during um, Black History Month because his because birthday falls. Because his birthday is in, in February. February. So like, we'll just give him that. Yeah. But there were white abolitionists. There were white there people were. Mm-hmm. who contributed to the advancement of black people. Mm-hmm. And I do, I do think that sometimes they get lost in history. And I remember going to the Smithsonian, the African American mm-hmm. Museum in D.C., and they did make it a point to feature like white allies who helped us in our struggle mm-hmm. to attain freedom, or, or freedom, and or equality mm-hmm. or continuing. And I do think that it is important. Not necessarily to give them center stage, but to give them some recognition because yeah, they're not going to get recognition by the the, the white majority, That's right? Mm-hmm. And and for me, with when it comes to Tina Marie in particular, I think that you know Tina Marie was not going to get recognized by white people. White people don't even know who Tina Marie is like that. And let's be real, right. a lot of black people didn't know Tina Marie was white. She was. They didn't even they include didn't, her image yeah. on her first two albums. Right. Tina Marie is an integral part of black culture. She's Portuguese. She's part Portuguese, yes. Mm-hmm. Portuguese Love, my favorite Tina Marie song. Portuguese Love. Oh, don't sing it, But she helped advance the culture. She was with Rick James. She a mentored Lenny Kravitz. I mean, she was a musician through and through, but she was directly tied to the black community. Remember mm-hmm. we went to go see her at the West Oakland yeah. Jazz Festival mm-hmm. and she died that year? Ooh, she did? She, she, we saw her that June and she died that December, Damn. 26. Yeah, yeah. And y'all was ready to go. <laughs> Because it was hot. It was hot. We were sitting on that sidewalk. And I was like, no, I got to see Tim Marie. I got to see Tim Marie. That was her last performance. Oh, damn. Rest in peace, girl. You know, I was distraught. You were. I was upset. <laughs> and I did do a double take because I was like, hold up. Tina Marie ain't white. I mean, she ain't black. I will say that. But mm-hmm. I do. I think it does beg the question yeah. of who should be recognized during Black History Month. Is it exclusively for black people or can some white allies? And what is the barometer for determining but who should be then recognized. But then, are we going to be recognizing Rachel Dolezal? I mean, she was president of the NAACP <laughs> branch. Right. I see what you're saying. So, I mean... Well, when else does Tina Marie get recognized? She's just Or she's just always unsung? I mean, she had a little episode on BET. It was a good episode. <laughs> but... I, I don't think that I would be going this hard in my said what I said. I know it's an unpopular opinion to say white people should be recognized, but when you have the exceptions to the rule like Tina Marie, I think that we should just we shouldn't give so much pushback on that one. That's true. I, I kind, kind of agree with you. 
especially the she importance of, of black music. Like, I feel like she's heralded in the black community. Uh, not really. really? <laughs> not like that. Uh-uh. Oh, okay. I mean, not like that, but... I don't know. But again, maybe in my, I, I also recognize that my black experience is different than some people's. That's fine. But... But it's still black. Yeah. They were wrong for that picture, though. They were. And that was the only I'm thing. I'm gonna post a picture tomorrow. Because that picture was dark. <laughs> Like dark, she dark. Latin. She, yeah, it was a mess. Well, I think that we should make room for white allies to be recognized in Black History Month. And I said what I said. So my, I said what I said for this week goes to uh, kind of alluded to it earlier. So we went to um, Happy Hour. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it was on Thursday. Yeah, it was Thursday because I guess it was Thirsty Thursday. Ooh. And so we went downtown, and it was popping. Where'd you go? We went to Mission, Taqueria. Oh, yes, 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 and sorry. so, you know, you walk up the stairs, and as soon as you open that door, like, because the entry is on the first level, and then you walk up the stairs, mm-hmm. and that's where the dining level is. So, we opened the door, and it was, like, loud. Oh, my hot yoga place is right next door. Really? Yeah, right on 15th and Sansom. It smell like tacos in there? No. Oh. <laughs> and so... We get up the stairs, and it was completely packed. Uh-huh. It was probably about, like, 6.45. And so, um, the lady at the hostess stand was like, it's going to be about a 30-minute wait. And we're just like, oh, that's too long. She's like, well, do you want to wait at the bar? Okay, cool. So, we had to, like, tiptoe and wade through these people. It was, like, too many people. And I started to look around, and everybody was there for happy hour. Mm-hmm. Taking up tables. They would get those, um, the happy hour drinks, maybe order like one appetizer with a table full of eight people. And y'all are just taking up space for like all these times. Like I'm trying to eat. Right. Like I came to eat. You're trying to spend money. Spend real money because we mm-hmm. was hungry. Like hungry, hungry. Right. And we had both worked out and we were like trying to tear up some food right. real fast. And so... My, I said what I said. Happy hour. Y'all need to cancel that shit. Because how much money are you really making? You got some bum bitches in there. Four people on one thing of guacamole. Come on. Lots of them are students. Probably. And like those millennials, they just got off their shift at right. uh, Urban Outfitters. And they are broke. And they did not come to spend real money. I understand you want to have happy hour for... Like the young little hipster people that work downtown in Center right. City. They have lots of Instagram followers. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, they were just in there taking pictures and posting them on on social media. Right. And it was like, okay, I'm hungry. I don't feel like dealing with y'all. I have to, like, nudge and elbow through to get to the bar. Like, I understand if you want to have happy hour, have it in, like, a separate area or designate a space a separate space they like, don't do don't... like happy hour just is at the bar anymore that's what when no. i was coming up happy hour was at the only bar. at the bar right right but no this place they were seating people like because you know how that place little is set up it's like the little the... tables and then they have the picnic tables and they have like the two seaters four tops and stuff mm-hmm. the banquets are like around the periphery but the entire place you can get happy hour anywhere oh, and wow. i was like this whole plate of uh, this whole table full of people, and nobody has any food. They're taking up space, and we waited like maybe fifteen minutes, and so it was like seven o five ish, like ten after seven, mm-hmm. and it starts to like it starts to clear out. But at that point, we were done, and we were like, mm-hmm. it's so loud in here, Can't so we just left. Something. But it was too much. Like y'all need to be somewhere like closed off and away from everybody else who's trying to like enjoy themselves. So. Um, we went to Giuseppe and Sons that day, and then on um, Friday we ended up going. It was a it was happy hour when we went to um, John George. Okay, they have a happy hour. They have a happy hour. Ooh, good but to it's know. classy. Well, the drinks is like what twenty dollars. Yeah, they are. A little okay, expensive, yeah. Right. But, um, it was fun until I saw this lady, and you know it's an older crowd there. Uh huh. And I saw this lady, and she was like. Drunk dancing with her wine. She had this big ass gl- uh, glass of white wine, and she was turning them back, like throwing them back. Wow! And then I was like, "Oh, why does she have her backpack turned around?" Because I saw like on straps her, on her on her breast. So I saw the straps from the back, and I was like, "Oh, she has her backpack on like backwards, like mm-hmm. it's on the front." Mm-hmm. Then she turns to the side, and <gasps> she had her baby oh, strapped to the front of her. No. 
It was like one of them baby harnesses. And then Mama was getting lit. Mommy and me wine time. Yeah, she was getting drunk off her ass. Wine play date. So then, like, she's dancing, and they're not even playing, like, music, music. It's like that elevator, you know, like, music with no beat. Right, like, it's that, like, like that chill hip-hop yeah, trance. Yeah, it's like, yeah, like trance, like, that music that's going to put you to sleep, that, like, mellow right. spa music. And then, and then. She turned up the spa music. Mama was so drunk, she tipped over and fell. With the baby? With the baby strapped to her chest. Luckily, she fell on her back. Call CPS. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, she fell on her back. Oh, but my God. But can you imagine, like, if she had fallen forward How and crushed she, that baby? She was like, I'm fine, I'm good. But no like, concern for the baby at no all. No concern for the baby. I'm fine, I'm good. Like, the baby was, like, having a fit. And then wow. the dad comes and, like, snatches the baby up. But... So then it's like two extremes. Maybe I just should not go out to happy hour. How about that? I think that's what it is. Yeah. Happy hour is done. It's canceled. I'm not going again. And I said what I said. Well, let's get on to our next segment. It's time for tens, tens, tens across the board. Well, this month, in honor of Women His- Women's History Month, I am recognizing a legal scholar. A mess. Yourself? No. Oh. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> um, a trailblazer for uh, the law and upholding all that is good and just mm-hmm. and ensuring that like love the law too remains blind well she owes she might be really blind <laughs> cataracts mm-hmm. glaucoma this woman is none other than the honorable Judy Shinlin, known to many as Judge Judy now let me tell you Judge Judy but she announces today that she is Retiring next year after her 25th year doing Judge Judy, being the judge in the small claims court. Now, Judge Judy gets them together. I love Judge Judy for her wit, for her sass, for her matter-of-factness. I I think that her show is the most successful court television show. It's better than Judge Maybelline Uh at the divorce court, uh Judge Millian down at the people's court. Better than... I mean, she's had the most successful uh-uh. judge show on TV. Judge Hatchet. Better than Judge Hatchet. Mm-hmm. Better than Judge Joe Brown. Better than all of them, right? Don't do she that. revolutionized Don't these do court that. TV shows. But I just want to honor her for her dedication and for her commitment and for her uh, contribution to the legal community, to entertainment, and to television. So, tens for you, Judge Judy. Girl, I guess. So, sticking with my culinary theme for the night, my tens this week is going to. Chef, um, I guess you pronounce it Mariah Russell. She's the first black woman to be at the helm of a Michelin star restaurant. And the Michelin star is like the, I wouldn't say the Academy Awards, but it it's is. like the oh, pinnacle of uh, restaurants, like culinary um, prowess. Mm-hmm. And... Not that many restaurants have them. They're really hard to get. So she is the chef at Kiko and Kumiko, which is a restaurant and bar um, in Chicago. It was a little bit of an older article, but I recently found it. So <laughs> it's, new it's new to me. <laughs> so she gets tense <laughs> this week. Um, she has been a chef or working in the culinary industry for over 13 years. She's only 30 years old. Mm-hmm. She just turned 30. Um, so hold up, 17, what was she working at McDonald's? I guess. Okay. You got to start somewhere. Her restaurant is like a Japanese restaurant. The bar is only like a 10 seater. So very hard to get a seat there, but she revolutionized their dining experiences for the patrons, um, mixologists. It's really a difficult thing to get a Michelin star. And she's the first African-American woman to work or to lead a restaurant that has received their Michelin star. Yeah, so I'm proud of her. I'm very into cuisine. We both are. We're both we like foodie, foodies. And it foodies looks like a very somewhat. foodie type restaurant. Yes, very experimental. Yeah. Aggressive. Yeah. So if you're ever in Chicago, go down to Kiko and Komiko. Uh, I don't know where it's at. But Use your Yelp <laughs> Get on Yelp. Yelp. <laughs> I bet they got five stars. Yes. But she's getting ten tonight. Tens for you, Mariah. Yeah, they got creative with the spelling, but they did. Tens for you, girl. It's like Mariah Reynolds. Russell. No, Reynolds. Who's Reynolds? 
the uh, mistress of Hamilton, Alexander. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us at another week of Category Is. It's our 75th episode. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Tens for us. Um, we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Category Is. Be sure to like, rate, and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all things social media at Category Is Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can contact us at CategoryIsPod at gmail.com. Check us out on the web at CategoryIsPod.com.